Section 5 of The Spell of Egypt. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Spell of Egypt by Robert Smythe Hitchens. Chapter 5 The Nile. I do not find in Egypt any more the strangeness that once amazed and at first almost bewildered me. Stranger by far is Morocco. Stranger the country beyond Biskra, near Mogar, round Turgurt, and even about Alcantara. There I feel very far away, as a child feels distance from dear familiar things. I look to the horizon expectant of I know not what magical occurrences, what mysteries. I am aware of the summons to advance to marvellous lands, where marvellous things must happen. I am taken by that sensation of almost trembling magic, which came to me when I first saw a mirage far out in the Sahara. But Egypt, though it contains so many marvels, has no longer for me the marvellous atmosphere. Its keynote is seductiveness. In Egypt one feels very safe. Smiling policemen in clothes of spotless white, emblematic, surely, of their innocence, seem to be everywhere, standing calmly in the sun. Very gentle, very tender, although perhaps not very true, are the Bedouins at the pyramids. Up the Nile the fellaheen smile as kindly as the policemen, smile protectingly upon you, as if they would say, Allah has placed us here to take care of the confiding stranger. No ferocious demands for money fall upon my ears. Only an occasional suggestion is subtly conveyed to me that even the poor must live and that I am immensely rich. An amiable and almost enticing seductiveness seems emanating from the fertile soil, shining in the golden air, gleaming softly in the amber sands, dimpling in the brown, the mauve, the silver eddies of the Nile. It steals upon one. It ripples over one. It laps one as if with warm and scented waves. A sort of lustrous languor overtakes one. In physical well-being one sinks down, and with wide eyes one gazes and listens and enjoys, and thinks not of the morrow. The Dahabiya, her very name, the Lulia, has a gentle, seductive, cooing sound, drifts broadside to the current with furled sails, or glides smoothly on before an amiable north wind with sails unfurled. Upon the bloomy banks, rich brown in color, the brown men stoop and straighten themselves, and stoop again and sing. The sun gleams on their copper skins, which look polished and metallic. Crouched in his net behind the drowsy oxen, the little boy circles the live-long day with the sakia, and the sakia raises its wailing, wayward voice and sings to the shaduf, and the shaduf sings to the sakia, and the lifted water falls and flows away into the green wilderness of Dura, that, like a miniature forest, spreads on every hand to the low mountains, which do not perturb the spirit, as do the iron mountains of Algeria. And always the sun is shining, and the body is drinking in its warmth, and the soul is drinking in its gold. And always the ears are full of warm and drowsy and monotonous music. And always the eyes see the lines of brown bodies, on the brown river banks above the brown waters, bending, straightening, bending, straightening, with an exquisitely precise monotony. 
and always the lulia seems to be drifting, so quietly she slips up or down the level waterway. And one drifts too, one can but drift, happily, sleepily, forgetting every care. From Abydos to Dendera one drifts, and from Dendera to Karnak, to Luxor, to all the marvels on the western shore, and on to Edfu, to Kamombos, to Aswan, and perhaps even into Nubia, to Abu Simbel, and to Wadi Halfa. Life on the Nile is a long dream, golden and sweet as honey of Hymettus. For I let the divine serpent, who at Philae may be seen issuing from her charmed cavern, take me very quietly to see the abodes of the dead, the halls of the vanished, upon her green and sterile shores. I know nothing of the bustling, shrieking steamer that defies her, churning into angry waves her waters for the edification of those who would do Egypt and be gone before they know her. If you are in a hurry, do not come to Egypt. To hurry in Egypt is as wrong as to fall asleep in Wall Street, or to sit in the Greek theatre at Taormina, reading How to Make a Fortune with a Capital of Fifty Pounds. End of section 5